listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth thanks to concordia university for supporting the coffee hour you can find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon we are continuing our conversation in the set apart to serve series and today talking with an educator particularly a principal and sometimes you know some people might think if you go to the principal's office you might be in trouble but today is a (laughs) good conversation and we're just gonna we're gonna like we're gonna put away that stigma hanging out with the principal is cool and that's what we're gonna do today (laughs) we are joining joining us today is jennifer glicker principal at hepetha lutheran church in anaheim's anaheim hills california jennifer welcome to the coffee hour hi thank you for having me we are so excited to talk with you and learn your story about becoming a church worker Fairly new to your role as a rostered church worker, but you've been serving the church in a variety of capacities and looking forward to hearing that story. So let's talk about your path to Hepatha Lutheran School. Uh, tell us a little bit about the journey to becoming a part of the team at Hepatha. Well, I started my journey in education. I was a teacher, but I was teaching in a public school district. I was attending church at Hepatha. And this was about 17 years ago now. And I had just had my own children. My my children were young and I was staying home with them to raise them. And I went to church and I saw a flyer in the church bulletin that was advertising for a part-time resource specialist. And I decided that that was something that was doable at that time. It was only a few hours a week. And I applied. The rest is history. I was excited, though, because I had also attended a small Lutheran middle school when in my own educational journey. So I felt right at home. So how did that lead you to uh, the path of becoming a principal at Hepatha? So I started off, I created a resource program for Hepatha. So as um, the program grew and as I had more students and as my own children grew, the hours increased. (laughs) I went from working two days a week to becoming a full-time position several years later, servicing 20-plus students. Two years ago, I became the vice principal at Habitha. I still didn't have any inkling that I would become the principal. God has just always nudged and steered me in the direction he wanted me to go. Don't always listen, but this time he got me there. My principal that I was serving under left fairly unexpectedly, and I applied for the job as principal, and this is my second year as principal. Tell us about the the team of educators you get to work with every day. We'll we'll talk about the students too, but let, let's start with the educators. Tell us about the the team of educators you get to work with every day. I have an amazing staff. I have an amazing staff of teachers and instructional assistants that are solid Christian and teach biblical principles and truths. They are loyal. They're dedicated to their students. I also have an amazing admin team, which includes our business manager and pastor that, of course, always provides support and guidance 
and of course the the biblical truths. Tell us more about the students that make up Hafitha Lutheran School. How big is the school? What are the student? What's the student body like? So we have a K to eight school, which is about 190 students. So we're we're small. That consists of both churched and unchurched students. We have some students that attend Hapitha, and we have number of students that attend other local churches. So what does that work look like for you as a principal? What does what your day-to-day look like? Day-to-day includes answering emails, supporting parents, supporting staff, working on scheduling. That's a big one. Making mm-hmm. sure everything is running smoothly. I have students that come into the office. I have parents that come into my office. And I have staff members that all have needs. I also teach once a week. I teach a Spanish class just to fulfill the needs of my students. What is one thing about being a principal that you didn't realize was part of the job (laughs) before you became principal? I think ministering to parents as much as I have found myself in the situation to do. Parents have all sorts of things going on in their personal lives that therefore affect their children. So things that come in, do people come into my office with a variety of needs? And that includes a variety of parental needs as well and family needs. Hmm. Having the opportunity to bring the love of Christ into that that conversation, that's great. Absolutely. What, you mentioned that you also get to teach, you're teaching Spanish currently this year. what do you do? You, do you value that opportunity to be in, in back in the classroom as a as a teacher, as an educator, and also a principal? Is it valuable to have time in the classroom too? It is invaluable to have time in the classroom. I really believe in making those personal connections with my students and with my staff by being in the classroom. I'm not always the scary principal that is going to get you in trouble. They also know me on a more casual basis. I am also, of course, ministering even through Spanish. We get to talk about Jesus in those classes as well. So they really see me as both a personal, not just a disciplinarian. What have you learned over the last uh, couple of years? You said this is your, your second year as principal. What are some of those places that you've grown over the last couple of years as as a leader in a Lutheran school? I think that the colloquy process really helped me firm up all of the Lutheran doctrine. I have grown up Lutheran, but was still pleasantly surprised at how much I learned through my colloquy process. That is definitely the area that I have grown the most, just in Lutheran doctrine and theology, and being able to present that in day-to-day situations. We'll unpack that colloquy process in just a little bit too. That's that's quite the process of becoming a rostered church worker if mm-hmm. you have a, a, a degree that's similar or experience in that field. So we're going to talk about colloquy in just a little bit. Before we get to that, I want to go back to, uh, since you have experience teaching in other schools and now being an educator and a principal in a Lutheran school, 
what have you come to appreciate about being in a Lutheran school as, as a principal, as a teacher? I love being able to have my everyday, my foundation as being sharing the love of Christ. I can do that in my other public settings as an educator, but here it is always, we always go back to the Bible. We always go back to Jesus and the gospels. And that is to me, the best thing about being able to teach in a Lutheran school is having those biblical principles and knowing that that is, that is my solid foundation. Why was it important to you? You mentioned colloquy a little bit. Why was it important to you to pursue the, the, the colloquy process and become a, a rostered Lutheran teacher and educator in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, than to have that certification? It was important in my role as principal to have that. I do feel like in order to conduct my job, through curriculum, through interactions. I do need to have that foundation what and have a good grasp of Lutheran theology and doctrine to be able to make decisions that affect the daily lives of my students and my staff in everything we do. So I did feel that was very important. And it was important to my congregation as well that I go through this process if I was serving as principal. So what did that colloquy process uh, look like for you? I guess at the beginning, how did you even get into it? What did you know about the process uh, before you even started down that road? I did not know much about it. I had heard that there were lots of videos that I would be watching, which was true. But I went through Concordia Irvine, which was my local Concordia, and I was able to uh, view these videos. It was a class per month. and. I could watch them on my own time, which was extremely helpful, especially being a first-year principal. I could watch them in the evenings. I also had a mentor that I communicated with via email to check my questions. I had questions after each set of videos that I had to answer. So I I was mentored through that process. After the eight months of classes, I completed a paper restating all of the biblical principles and doctrine that I had learned about over the previous eight months. And then I sat before an interview committee at Concordia Irvine, at Christ College Irvine, and went through the interview process to complete it. And then finally, I did uh, go through the colloquy ceremony in my congregation. So you got to be a student again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what was that like being a student again, you know, at, at this point in your career, going back to school and taking classes and, and working with a mentor and then sitting before an interview panel? It definitely was a throwback to <laughs> quite a few years earlier, but I enjoyed learning about it. It was very interesting Of course, as with any uh, school program, there was, why was this question not okay? And a little bit of frustration with that. But in all of it, it was growth. And in all of it, it was great mentoring. And I really feel that I was very, very blessed to have gone through this program. Even though it was a readjustment, 
in my thinking being a student again. <laughs> we'll, learn, we'll learn a little bit more about that colloquy experience in just a moment. We are continuing that conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. We'll continue that in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. Today, we're talking with Principal Jennifer Glicker. She serves at Hepatha Lutheran School in Anaheim Hills, California, and learning about what it's like to become a Lutheran teacher mid-career and mm-hmm. going through that, that colloquy process to be colloquized or certified as a Lutheran teacher and to be rostered in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. So, so Jennifer went back to school and went through the classes to to be colloquized. What was it like? And we, we talked a little bit about being a student again. What was this like for your family too? Now that you're back in school again, what did this mean for them? Because obviously you had to spend some time studying, watching the videos, meeting with your mentor, all those things. What was this like for family life? It was actually, again, God's timing. It was my first year as an empty nester. Both of my own children were off to college, so the timing could not have been more perfect. I squeezed it in in between personal life, but was able to have hours in the evening to complete those videos, even listen to a few in the car, commuting (laughs) to work. So it really was a good time in my life to do that. Who are some of the people that supported you in this process? Because it does, it, it can take some support staff when, when you run into some scheduling difficulties, when you're trying to get classes done and get work done and get home life done. Who are some of those people that were supporting you along the way? Definitely my family. My, my parents were very, very supportive of this. Also, lifelong Lutherans themselves. They would talk me through, my best friend would talk me through. My staff was extremely supportive. If I had to close my office door and get something finished for this, they they respected that. And I was able to get it finished. My children were extremely supportive as well. They were obviously away at school, but they were very supportive of the, the whole process of me going through this. So there were multiple people in your household enrolled in classes and college level classes at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the kids probably appreciated that mom was mom was also a student too and <laughs> could relate to what was going on. <laughs> yes, my daughter did call me with some Old Testament questions from her class. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You mentioned that you got to have that, you know, that special occasion with your congregation too, upon completing your colloquy and then being called and installed. 
what was it like for your congregation to to follow along this process and to see you being rostered as a church worker and then officially called and installed? It was it it was very exciting and they were very supportive. The way that I did it was a little unusual in the fact that I did serve a year as principal without my colloquy. I just received my colloquy about my official colloquy about three weeks ago. So they've been very supportive through the process. My boards were supportive and it was spoken about that, oh, Jennifer is almost complete or there's been this many classes that she's completed. So both church council and my school board were very supportive. My staff came to the event. My family came to the event. So it was special for me. Has your experience going through colloquy inspired anybody in your congregation to to have more theological education? Have you seen a kind of effect on other people that you're you're making the effort to do this so that maybe other people will as well? Um, we have a new DCE, and he is also going through the process right now. He's had several conversations with me about it. I don't know if it was me that influenced him, but I have definitely supported him a little bit on what to expect and his process through this. And he's currently going through it. Wow. All right. It's just sparking more and more. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say, you know, to... To the person who maybe had a path similar to yours, maybe they taught in another school setting and um, thinking of coming to a Lutheran school, they have maybe some connection to a Lutheran school. Maybe there's a a Lutheran school in their congregation like yours, and they're thinking about maybe being a part of the, the faculty at a Lutheran school in their community. What would you say to them about considering the, the colloquy process and becoming a rostered Lutheran school teacher? I would say that it is, it is worth it. I enjoy so many things about Lutheran education from both an academic student standpoint. I do believe the Lutheran schools do an amazing job. Both of my own children also went through uh, Lutheran schools all the way through high school. And the academics are wonderful, but even more importantly, they have the love of Jesus in their everyday lives. And that is so important. That's so important. It's an important gift to give to families and students when you are in that position. You are not asked to compromise your beliefs. You are out there spreading the love of Jesus. And that's a beautiful thing. What do you see as some of those differences between uh, your previous public school uh, experience and now teaching in a Lutheran school? You mentioned that the academic standards in a Lutheran school. What are some of those those differences, those real benefits of Lutheran education that you see now that you're uh, teaching in a Lutheran school? Very high standards, very excellent curriculum. There is also a unified base of what is being taught because people come from a common background in the church. I do find that to be beneficial. I don't have teachers that complain about what we're teaching. We're pretty much on the same page. And I would say that in the public school was a little bit different. You have people from a variety of backgrounds that may or may not have the same foundation basis for what they're teaching. 
So now that you've completed your classes, what are you doing with all that free time? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I'm teaching Spanish. (laughs) I'm actually running the school a little bit better. So I enjoy that. I also enjoy playing sports. I enjoy camping. And I have a few more weekends to go up and visit with my, my daughter at her school. And I suppose... As principal, you probably lead processes like uh, accreditation processes mm. and things like that for your staff as well, which probably consumes a lot of time as well. Absolutely. And I did go through the accreditation process last year, <laughs> in addition to colloquy and being my first year as principal. So, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this year's a breeze. <laughs> if you can do that, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Colloquy and accreditation in the same year. I don't wish that on anyone. Wow. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And you did it. Yeah. So thanks be to God that he provided for your needs in that and that you had the support to go through that. So to the person listening who's thinking about Lutheran teacher as a second career, it can be done. Even yeah. in some of the most challenging years, it can be done. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share with that person who, you know, to others who might be thinking about being a Lutheran teacher uh, how challenging that that year was, I'm sure, doing accreditation and classes. That Any insights that you might have to share on that? Yeah, it was worth it. I, I look back, it was a very, very challenging year having all of those aspects. But I, I do believe that I'm where God wanted me to be. I know that he keeps nudging him through, nudging me throughout my life. I will kind of keep... A one foot in the public sector and one foot in the private sector, but he just keeps shoving me back over to to his sector. So it is worth it to listen. And I did have to rely extremely, I rely on God through the whole process because it was a very challenging year. What would you say, having taught in public schools prior to coming to Lutheran schools, what would you say your experience in public schools, how has that served you? In your experience now, not only as a Lutheran teacher, but also as a principal, are there things that you gained from your experience in public schools that you would say really helps you? Yes, there were a number of things. I, a variety of families that I dealt with from a variety of backgrounds, and that's always beneficial in understanding different perspectives and meeting people where they're at. I also pretty much learned Spanish teaching in the public school because most of my students and families were Spanish speaking at that point. And I also learned a lot. My background is actually in special education. And I learned a lot about the IEP process, taking students through that. And that's been invaluable because we still do go to the public school quite a bit for any kind of specialized education that we need. So now you're year two being principal. You have your colloquy, very new colloquy. Uh, You have all of these skills that you've gained over the years. What are you looking forward to now that you have all of these under your belt? What are some of the things that you're really looking forward to doing in your time as principal? I'm really looking forward to growing some of our programs, implementing more programs that just really benefit both families and students. And I am also really looking forward to partnering with our church and having more students attend our church on a regular basis and having that 
the, bridging that gap a little bit, it, that it hasn't always been there, just getting more families here on Sundays as well. Our guest today, Jennifer Glicker, she's principal of Hepatha Lutheran School in Anaheim Hills, California. Thank you so much for being our guest and sharing your story with us. It's a great story. You're welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. You can learn more about Set Apart to Serve by visiting lcms.org slash SAS. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.